2: Welcome in. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Don't be shy. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Sometimes I like talking stocks. Sometimes I like talking economy. Sometimes I do the, the money expert hat and show you some of the basics. Yes, I'm in the process of cutting cable. Saving money. Do I need to? Not so much. Do I want to? Heck Yeah hate throwing money away, don't you? So from time to time, what I do on this show is I kind of change hats. Go with it, okay? Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. We can talk about Roku. Roku's kind of the play that I'm using right now to change cable, to cut cable. And it's not, is it an investment? Is it not an investment? Right. Um, it's a commodity, kind of. It goes on your TV and it helps stream it. I have a friend who buys rental houses and he's like, Rob, you know, some, some of the things I've learned is buy cheap TVs from Costco and make sure that you can, put, you can stream them. So make them cheap, smart TV. So he's trying to get put people in like an Airbnb type of situation knowing full well that people probably have a Netflix subscription or a view or a sling or what have you. And Roku's trying to make it the easiest service to use. Now, I know you're saying, Rob, why wouldn't you talk about putting an Apple TV in the rental Airbnb type of place? A little bit different, right? Now, with that being said, Apple, not everyone has one. Hmm. It's catching on for sure, but Roku's a little more universal, minus that it's missing Apple programming, sort of, but there's not enough Apple programming to really talk about. I know more and more Americans are saying, you know what? I'm not getting a big raise, so what I'm thinking about doing is, find looking in my budget, where in your budget is there a big hole, typically, whether it be entertainment costs or food costs. That's where mine come up. Maybe travel. That Those are things that I can cut. Restaurants embarrass me. I spend way too much money. Cable TV embarrasses me. I spend way too much money. I pay for satellite radio, even though radio is free, and I'm like, oh, I've got to have my Howard. got to have a little Howard in my life. So I'll pay for that for now. But I know that I can afford it and be it stupid. So let's talk a little bit more about Roku. Now, again, I'm not saying go out and buy Roku. It's earnings season. Earnings season is always around the corner. And the best thing you can do is listen to their earnings call. Start with step one. Step two, get a copy of their annual report. They'll give you a big year-long picture. An earnings report will give you a quarterly picture. Go to sec.gov. And type in Roku and company filings. Look at the S filings. Those are the ones in between the quarters. So now you got monthly, you got quarterly, you got annual. Go to your brokerage account, whether it be Fidelity, TD Ameritrade, Schwab, Vanguard, and, and hit the button that says research online. <clears throat> and when you see that button, oh, good God, I just cough like Gary Delabate. <clears throat> <clears throat> Is that going to be my new thing? Clearing my, my throat on air? No. So go to Vanguard, Fidelity, TD Ameritrade, and get a research report. Now you've done four things. You've looked at the quarterly, you looked at the annual, you looked at the quarterly, uh, monthly violence. And if you can't do that, don't buy stocks because there's a lot of data in these things. Now, again, should you take the research report that says, I have a price target of X dollars, two times X? And you're like, I want two times X. You'd be crazy. You don't know that guy, but you'd be crazy not to read and study and, and look for what they're looking for. So where do, cord cu- where do cord cutters go when they die? They don't go to heaven. Um, so cord cutters, when they go to sever the cable, a lot of them fire up a Roku device or Roku-enabled TV. And again, not my thing, but as an investment, I'm interested. And I'm going to study it a little bit more. On Are they just a hardware company or can they do services? Can they be the Apple of television sticks? Well, it's kind of interesting because it's that time of year where, you know, every year you have to refresh the tech, right? Apple does it during September for back to school. You'll see brand-new Fire tablets and reading devices and Google Homes and security cameras and thermostats. You'll see them all come out right around August, September, October because it's that holiday. It's when we spend a lot of our money season. So Netflix on TVs, to me, not not good enough because you need a good processor on the device, on the, the Apple TV or the Roku. I do not even talk about Google's thing, the Chromecast. It's not a bad product. It's just, to me, it's wonky. I know you're saying you're getting old, man. But my Netflix, I want it to have a fast processor so the app fires up fast. Then I want my TV to have a great processor so that it has the ability to stream that 4K and look good while it's doing it. So Netflix, Amazon.com, HBO, YouTube, TV networks, thousands of streaming channels. Yeah, so I I set up um, Google TV through my Roku device, and I'm pleased with it. And cut, 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 cut goes the cable. More than 15 million people have Roku accounts, and they've streamed more than 6.7 billion hours of content in 2017's first six months. That's a lot of people. But you go fifteen million. Uh, that's not there. There's there's a bigger base potential. Roku Streaming's devices are powered by the company's operating system, which delivers content and analyzes what users watch. Do I think Roku going to survive on their own? I don't. When I take a look at their revenue, going from three hundred million in two thousand and fifteen to four hundred million in two thousand and sixteen to five hundred million in two thousand and seventeen, I go, that's not bad. They got a gross profit, but they have no operating income. A little bit of a problem there. Their cash flow, um, they're going to need cash if they keep burning it the way they have. They've got about $37 million. When you take a look at their assets, obviously the cash has grown in the last two years as they raised money. Again, this is not cash flow, this is cash. You want to pay attention to net receivables and inventories because last year's Roku is no longer good enough for me. I want this year's Roku and quite honestly, if I can get next year's, I would want that. So anything that they have in inventory, for instance, last year they had $43 million in inventory, that's going to have to get written down if they don't start selling it by 2017. Do you see what I'm saying? So on their earnings call, I think probably the most important one is the one preceding the holiday season. Because that's when you start hearing about some new product that might be coming out. And you start hearing about, you know, where they are as far as cash flow goes. You're looking for that EBITDA, earnings before interest depreciation, amortization. And again, this is just all playing into the idea of cord cutting. Is it an investment for you? I don't know. I don't own it. I'm telling you this is what I would do to start the process of owning it. Some analysts have sixty dollars targets on it. Some people think it looks inexpensive compared to Netflix as a play against cable, or the WWE as a play against cable. I know, right? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial.
1: Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
2: Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Thanksgiving's right around the corner, right? Back half of the year. Where does the time go? You work from age 20 to 60, and then you work, live off your savings from age 60 to 100, throw in a little Social Security, hopefully. Means you got to make the most out of your year, years of savings. When you turn 50, you get a chance to throw extra money into savings without the federal government getting upset by it on your 401K. Sometimes you have to fill out a form in order to do that. Kind of important that you remember to always max out while you can, because 50 to 60 goes by fast, too. Just like your 30s do. Anyhow, and anyway, the market, and I brought up Thanksgiving for a reason, turkey. I know you're saying that's that's weak. Yeah, the market got tripped up by a little turkey trot, and we're not talking about the turkey trot where you go out and go for like a three-mile run right before you go out and eat lots of, Turkey, mashed potatoes, and gravy. A market that's been stuck in the summer doldrums now for a few weeks is being moved around this morning, shaking up in a turkey trot. The lira, which I lived in Turkey as a child for part of my life. City called Izmir on the Mediterranean. Beautiful in a way. Not so beautiful in other ways. Filthy Dirty. I know, I know. You're saying, cliche, Rob, cliche. No, I actually got strep throat like in a two-year period. I think I got strep throat like 14, 15 times, which basically means it was just filthy. So is down 10% against the dollar. Uh-oh, what's going on? And if you think Putin's a bad man, leader of Turkey has done some pretty atrocious things to his people. Not a nice man. And somehow Donald Trump's attracted to not-so-nice men. But sanctions going on in, in Russia and sanctions going on in that part of the world uh, don't equal good things for Turkey. Now, their currency's down, and that's got the ECB, the European Central Bank official, scratching their heads and saying, okay, European Central Bankers, um, <clears throat> how much exposure do you have towards Turkish loans? And yesterday we weren't thinking about this, and today we are. And you don't want banks ever to fail. You don't want to run on banks. It's a bad way to end a bad problem. But that's kind of the way people are starting to think. Remember Greece a couple years ago? And that big run? So disruptions to the markets, disruptions to banking, disruptions to European banks. You could probably safely assume that not a lot of American U.S. international banks have too much exposure to Turkey. But there's that kind of flu kind of thing that can happen. So the turkey trot has the markets a little bereft today. Bereft? No, the markets bereft of news. What am I trying to say? The turkey situation has the market a little concerned today. The euro is weakening because the lira is weakening. The dollar is strengthening. Now is a good time to go to Russia or Turkey and get a get a five course dinner because our dollar buys a lot more now than it did a month ago. I know you're saying. I don't really want to fly to Turkey or Russia to have dinner. I get it. I get it. I get it. But if you're a tourist, good time to be a tourist. As an American tourist, makes their goods cheaper as our dollar is stronger. But again, eh, we're not going to go there. Tesla's in the news. And again, it's almost like, thank you, Elon Musk. This would have been a boring week where people are on vacation, enjoying their downtime with their families, not working their fingers to the nub. But man, Tesla's board of directors had to slap down Elon Musk talking about, you can't say that you're going to go private. There's some tricky um, convertible stock that's happening in 2019, that the stock has to be at 360. Otherwise, Musk loses a lot of his personal money. And you know, when you're a billionaire, a lot of money adds up pretty fast, right? So some people think he was trying to manipulate the stock to get it above that 360 level. Sounds reasonable, but it also sounds incredibly stupid. He doesn't come across as incredibly stupid, or does he? He's promised things that he can't deliver in on Wall Street. That's a no-no. So elsewhere, we moved to the consumer price index. It was in line with expectations. Total CPI increased two-tenths of a percent. That's pretty tame inflation. Now, it's tame or it's warm. And maybe it's getting a little bit warmer on a year-over-year level. So when you look at it on a year over year level, it's two point four percent. Could be as much as two point nine percent. The Federal Reserve tends to want inflation somewhere between two to four percent. So when you start getting that three area, that's where it becomes whoa. You want to slow things down a little bit. So the ten year treasury sits at two point eight nine percent. When does that crack three? And when does it hold three? And when does it start moving to three one, three two, three three? That tells you that inflation expectations are higher when it does, and when it does, it tends to cool down the economy, and when the economy tends to cool down, corporations tend to not hit their earnings or their revenue. When corporations don't hit their earnings or their revenue, they tend to go, you know what? we got too many employees, so we need to trim some fat. First person they look at is me. I'm like, what? What? So I gained a little weight? Fair enough. (sighs) So that's the news today. Again, telling you, there's not a lot going on. I did get an email from a listener. You can drop me an email, rob at com. It's rob at com. Should I pay off my mortgage loan or invest with the money I'm receiving from an inheritance? Depends on, first of all, what your mortgage loan is. Let's say you have a 7 or 8% mortgage loan. No one does, but let's say you do. You'd want to pay that off. Now... It also depends on how old you are and how much money it is. In this case, 750 to 800,000 is a lot of money. If you're 20, that's 800,000 is going to grow to 1.6 million by the time you're 35. It'll grow to 3.2 million by the time you're 43. It'll grow to 6.4 million. You can see how you wouldn't want to pay off a mortgage. It'll be 15 million plus dollars by the time you retire. Now, if you already say, I've got. Four or five million dollars invested, saved. I'm good. Yeah, you, that mortgage may be some one of those things that you're like, want you know, get rid of. I get it. It's a, it's a pain. It's annoying. Does anyone have a spouse that has never paid a bill electronically that still pays bills with stamps and envelopes? Pain in the butt, right? Oh, the moment the moment I get a mortgage, the moment I get a new bill, it instantly goes online and instantly goes to you know, uh, direct deposit and pulling out of my cash bank account. Anyhow, it really depends on what the mortgage rate is, how high or how low, how much have you saved, and how comfortable you are wanting to have a house paid for. Some people like the idea of going home and hugging a, a front door and saying, mine, 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 all mine. Some people hate it other people's money, so to speak, when you got a big $600,000 mortgage on a property. It's the bank's money. Earthquake comes knocks it down. You're not out of all that money. The bank is. Mm, kind of. Anyhow and anyway, you can find me online, Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show.
1: Making financial sense of your portfolio. Now back to Rob Black and your money on AM twelve twenty KDOW. I'm
2: Rob Black talking all things financial money investing and more. Anything you want to talk about we can talk about. Markets have been kind of summer doldrums where we've been drifting kinda of back and forth. We've had a couple of days where we're saying, Hey, tech stocks are doing great. Or, hey, banks are doing great. Or, hey, healthcare is doing great. Earnings season has been mostly positive, right? There has been a little bit of slippage in internet metrics. And that's been maybe the story of the summer. That Snap is seeing less uh, engagement, as is Facebook. Oh, Snap. Now, what do we do with that information? Anything? I don't know if I have an answer for you on that one. I will say that... Having a good market understanding goes a long way to killing the fear of investing in the market. Now, I myself struggle sometimes by seeing the income inequality in the United States and the rise of violence. I live in a pretty nice little neighborhood, and uh, it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And yesterday, there's some construction going on and. Saw a person change lane, totally normal, you know, because there's cones in front of him, so he gets in the left lane and, you know, three lanes become two, one goes left, one shut down in the middle, and one goes right. Starts pulling out to the left. Person behind him starts freaking out, freaking out, yelling about, use a turn signal. Don't you have a turn signal? Starts throwing trash at the car. I'm like, "I I hope neither of these people have guns. Are you crazy? I hope because at the next light, this is going to end very, very badly for someone, all because he didn't use a turn signal. People are stressed. Maybe don't see it on a day by day basis. And that's that's a a white collar city and a white collar problem. Not using a turn signal. Dick look around now. Ultimately, I started the segment saying that I believe in capitalism. But I'm starting to see more and more failures. I'm starting to see more and more people struggle. Will my kids live as well as I did? Probably not, unless I provide it for them. And then they're going to have that stigma like, oh, your mommy and daddy bought it for you. Mm. True, right? I grew up with a little bit of that, (laughs) looking at others and saying, I wish I had that. I was probably upper middle class by today's standards, but then it was probably lower middle class. And things change. Next hour, I'm going to talk a little bit about how things do change. Investing in the 50s and 70s, like my dad, and into his end of his life, into the 90s. And then me, investing in my 90s, 2000s, 2010s, into the 220s, maybe the 230s. I've got some interesting thoughts on it and how technology has changed our way of portfolio management as well as thinking. I could actually go to my cell phone right now and tell you my net worth. Can you imagine? I know you're I'm not going to get into this, my daddy- Had to open a newspaper. My daddy was Southern. So if I kind of sound like there's some Southern accent in there, it's for a reason. So a stock chart that I think will do you pretty well is to take a look at stocks and see how they've done since the 1950s. And once you see that, you can kind of start to relax. For 86 months, they went up. 86 months, they went up in a row. From 1950 to 1956, 257%. And then for 14 months, they went down 22%. And then for 22 months, from 57 to 59, they went up 56%, down 14, up 80, down two. And you can see this chart again and again and again, where the ups are much, much more up, and the downs are way, 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 way down. Now, again, this doesn't mean that it always is going to be like that. Nor does it mean that's a smart way to invest, that you just go, well, let's take a look at a 40-year period. You've always done well in a 40-year period, 30-year period, 20-year period on Wall Street. You've always beat real estate. Now, there's one caveat here. When you buy real estate, you tend to leverage and use other people's money. You can do the same thing on Wall Street, but when you're wrong, you go bankrupt. When you're wrong on real estate, which is, is tough to do over 20, 30, 40 year period of time, as long as you're able to service your debt, you typically do pretty well. So a lot of people fall in love with real estate because the leverage, a lot of people fall in love with stocks because the capitalism, they both have great track records. Historically over 40 year, 30, 30, 40 year period, stocks trounce real estate. But, but no, wait, wait, there's options here. Let's say you're taking money out of your real estate over that 10, 20, 30-year period and using it to buy more real estate. Then you could start getting into the similar type of returns. Money makes money. Little Big money makes little baby money. I like the way you say that. I know. It's the most PG version I could do it. But um, yeah, so when you know you could jump into the 1980s and you see 60 straight months up 229%. Oh, and then it was down 27%. And then you see 31 months up 65 percent, and then, oh, down 34 percent. I'll take that. I'll take that chart, historically speaking. So even to today and this is the one that's got me the most worried, is March 2009 to today. We talking about nine, 10 years of nothing but a bull market. Historically, that's weird. We haven't had that. This is abnormal. If you're in the Young Frankenstein world, it's Abby Normal. Don't don't grab the nor- the brain that says abnormal. Grab the genius brain. Of course, he comes back with Abby Normal. Uh, still a pretty funny movie. Not as funny as Growing Up. Probably won't fall off the couch laughing, but Young Frankenstein is still pretty funny. So we got that. We got capitalism is something that Rob Black totally buys into. As far as an investor goes, socially speaking, I want to give, you know, God, I I did so well in my career that by the time I turned 50, I could take my foot off the gas. I could start doing things like helping others. I could start going to – I learned something from people who uh, go to foreign countries and help. There's a guy at Cron who used to work in Washington, D.C. Henry, news anchor. He's a pretty religious guy. His wife is like a deacon in some church. That's kind of cool, right? Deacon just sounds imposing. Deacon sounds like I have a sword and shield to fight off evil. But his church raises money, and then he goes to Africa and actually you know, does health clinics and does you know, d- building of uh, schoolhouses. And I go, why don't you just give the money to charity, like Red Cross, and let them do it? And I go, oh, no, 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 no. He goes... When your boots on 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 the floor, boots on the ground, you actually can help people. But when you give money, it suddenly it becomes very, very political. And let's say you go to Ethiopia. You wait for the minister of health from Ethiopia to show up to a forum meeting. And you just find out that he likes to work in kind of 48-hour ambiguous time frames. And if you bring a female with you, he wants to pay a lot of attention to the female. You're like, that doesn't work. Political giving gets kind of caught up in the government and the government circles, and the waste is enormous. So anyway, I'm fortunate enough to say that I can be there, and I kind of want to be there. I don't have a lot of hobbies. My hobbies are drinking a little bit of beer and listening to loud music, sometimes watching a little baseball, even though I don't care if they win or lose, I just kind of like watching baseball. It calms me down. The scene of a, a batter who hits, you know, 300 on average. And last couple of weeks, he's been hitting at 200. You're like he's due for one. He's due for one. And it, it kind of, it's kind of relaxing. Just the numbers of baseball. Football, not so much too violent for me. Just too violent. And I, I know you're saying, oh, well, we, shame on you. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. But I'll tell you what. I've never worn a professional football jersey because I find that to be silly. And the fact that they charge $100 for a football jersey makes you just even sillier for buying said jersey. Techie! I wear black t-shirts, gray or black hoodie, every single day of my life. Typically jeans and sneakers, or jeans and uh, something else. I don't put a lot of time or effort into clothes, or thoughts of clothes. Why? I used to date a girl, Juliet. This was fantastic. Every night before she'd go to bed. She was a graphic designer, and Eh, kind of a management figure. Every night before she'd go to bed, she would stare at her closet. I've never seen this before my entire life. She had a lot of clothes. She would stare at her closet and she would imagine what her outfit's going to be tomorrow. And after about 40 minutes, it magically arrived on the bed and she was done. Now, I've seen goaltenders and goalkeepers in both hockey and soccer go through that process of imagining. But what a waste of time if you're not a professional athlete figuring out your clothes. Zuckerberg doesn't work on his clothes. He wears the same thing basically every day, and then you throw on top, uh, Steve Jobs. Now I'm not comparing myself to those guys. I'm just saying some people have brain power for clothes, some people don't. So the stock market literally is a basic. It's a basic truth that the stock market rises, and yet sometimes I can't get people to see that because they remember the falls. It's like you on a bicycle. You've probably had more miles coasting beautifully, wonderfully gliding than you've had scary moments of losing your balance, but you've had those. And as an investor, if you focus on those, you're going to be a loser your whole life. If you focus on it, it usually goes up. When it goes down, it's a pause that refreshes. That's a good thing. When stock prices rise, they rise a lot for a long time. When prices fall, they fall a little for a short period of time. And you have to be able to coexist with that. Because otherwise, everyone would have islands, and everyone would have a basketball league, and everyone would be richer than LeBron James if the stock market only went up. It's not yo-yo. It's not gambling. It's long periods up, short periods down. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. This commercial, this song was in a commercial. You think they made more money releasing the single, or selling the commercial? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial.
1: Comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
2: There's some mergers that just weren't meant to happen. Rite Aid keeps trying to be acquired and setting up relationships with people like Albertsons and just doesn't work. I think Rite Aid is more of an East Coast retail pharma than say like a Walgreens or a CVS. Rite Aids are dirty nasty. You go into a Rite Aid and you feel like they were cleaning these floors, or they put in floors that were like are pretty dirty, and their their inventory of stuff. You're like, oh, I need a <clears throat> something, and you're like that that that's the grossest device I've ever seen. <clears throat> So I think companies like Rite Aid are going to fall by the wayside. I think Amazon delivers your neti pot way faster than Go and Rite Aid does. On top of that, if you really, really need pharmacies, pharmaceuticals, I think you're going to see more and more companies deliver them to you. The fact that there's a company called PillPack that puts all your weekly pills into easy-to-grab containers. Let's say, you know, when my mom died, and my mom didn't die. Excuse me, mom. When we had to move my mom from her home to an assisted facility, it was largely due because she couldn't keep track of her pills. So if you don't keep track of your pills, you kind of go a little crazy, right? You always hear on the news like, oh, there's a senior missing in Palo Alto, last seen wandering half naked down the road. Inevitably, when they find him, it's he took too much medicine or too little medicine or they find him dead in a cougar's belly, which I think. Well, I won't go there. Anyhow and anyway, pill packs are an amazing thing, and it's 21st century, and they're coming, and Amazon's going to be delivering them to you. And, you know, if if not Amazon, then Uber. Uber's a company with lots and lots of problems right now, lots and lots of problems. They just got, I'm not going to say a death sentence, but they just got the worst possible news. New York City said, we're only going to allow so many lifts and so many Ubers in the city. Uh Uh-oh, Uber prices are going to go up on that news. So and will people use it as much as often? Probably not is the thought so there's always headline news that we could kind of play with and try to you know figure out what it means. Turkey's lira keeps falling. That's bad for European banks, so think about that. How does your portfolio have exposure to European banks? Yelp sees a boost in new accounts, but revenue growth is uncertain. Yelp did something genius um I like a mexican taqueria called el trito it's right on el camino el trito on el camino i i I don't even know what trito means my spanish is so bad it's embarrassing i used to date people who knew spanish just so i could go to mexico right because my spanish is that bad i did know pepe lupio oh he was french (laughs) see how bad it was that skunk kissing a cat was funny. You can't tell me otherwise. So anyway, um, where was I? Oh, so El Trito, um, what Yelp's doing is they're saying, look, guys, if you guys if you want to advertise, you don't have to buy a whole year. You don't have to buy a package that you don't want to get. Just let's do a monthly commitment of 3000 You want to start there? And El Trito's like, sure, let's do it. So they've changed. Now, here's the problem with that. That's going to create some lumpiness. It's like Facebook. We saw advertising drop hardcore two months ago. Why? Because the World Cup was on. A lot of advertising dollars went to the TV. Live sports still does its thing. It still has the voodoo that it does so well. So that's all out there. So Yelp, nice quarter. Rite Aid, I don't think they could ever get up. That commercial from the 1980s, help, I've fallen and I can't get up. Um, I feel that's the pressure. I feel that they're in a situation where it's bad. now Uber is taking a blow. Like I said, the New York City Council voted Wednesday to set a wage floor for drivers, so they have to have a minimum wage, and there could only be so many of them. Restrictions will come as a welcome change for drivers who have long complained that they hardly make any money after accounting for the fees and expenses of operating vehicles. So there's a lot of companies that own Uber privately, like Fidelity Investments, BlackRock, Japan SoftBank. They've given them billions of dollars, and suddenly the rules change ever so slightly. I own a, a getaway place that they just change the rules on short-term rentals. And I don't use it as a short-term rental, but I could. And now if there's a noise complaint, you have to be able, to, as an owner, to answer it within 30 minutes. Otherwise, big old fine. Um, number of days you do it, you have to register it, things like that. And you always get the, the nosy neighbors. But that changes the, the, the math. There's a company out there called Vicasa who's trying to be Airbnb, and they're not, but they're trying to be. They're trying to be make it a lot more friendly than Airbnb, and Airbnb kind of cherry-picks the best properties and promotes the best properties. Vicasa's like, hey, look, Rob, if you, if you want a good Hawaii for Thanksgiving, we'll gladly rent your place for Thanksgiving. I'm like, only one week of the year? Sure, we'll do it. So that's a lot more friendly, but it does change the valuations on what you're willing to pay for things. Deutsche Bank is the first big company being eyeballed as having a lot of exposure in Turkey. So they're getting hit hard today. And that's worthy of note. All tied towards sanctions. All tied towards human rights sanctions. Uh, Tied towards Russia poisoning people. Uh, Spies. Which, again, I still – in this day and age that we still have spies. It's an odd but true story that 25 years ago I dated a spy. Um, It was interesting because they had all these rules – like they couldn't live beyond the third floor of an apartment building. They have to be able to get out fast. She had wigs. She had wigs. So and that's all I'm gonna say. She didn't tell me much more. But uh it's kind of fun going to someone's apartment that I had like maybe she was pulling a con on me. Maybe she just liked wigs. Maybe she just got stuck on a third floor. I'm gullible. 800 516 1220 to get your calls on the air. She did show me some spy photos, so I believe her. Then again, I guess you can get those on the internet, can't you? At spyphotos.com. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. You see that seminar coming up. You can use the code radio25 to get in for free. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing in more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Oh, I've, been up so long. I've
0: been sleeping out so long